Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host, More Daddy. How's it going tonight? Oh, it's been the wildest week so far. Uh, internet ran out, mm-hmm. and then it just recently came back, and then, um, yeah, there was a bit of a crazy Twitter war going on about uh, um, some new fiber saying, well, some one guy, and it was with like three subscribers but yeah anyways yeah he was arguing oh the monster hunter should be like a a playstation exclusive because playstation is so amazing and of course he's doing this on um a monster hunter rise thread which was really really funny and then somebody pointed me in the direction of that and i was like oh this is gonna be fun oh oh my god it was so funny oh my god Poor kid never been bullied so hard. But not by me, not by me. I was actually um, an advocate saying that he was a Nintendo fan in disguise as a PlayStation fan because of how hard he was, like, harking on this. And, of course, he was doing this on, you know, a Monster Hunter Rise thread, so he's getting people riled up and making them more excited for the game. And, oh, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was so damn funny. Yeah, there was that, and then I'm... I'm hearing from a lot of uh, new people that they're enjoying their PS5s and their new Xboxes, that the load times for stuff is amazing. Yeah, it's been a pretty good oh, week, actually. Don't, don't get me started. Yeah. I, I have a story as to how I don't have one. Oh. So, um, uh, we don't have Pan tonight. Uh, not feeling very good. So this new work schedule is killing her. So <laughs> Wait, let's... Uh, Let's let's all let's all say hope and prayer for Pan so she can recover. We will all pay and our we'll respects. continue movie night when we got the three of us together. Yeah, I'm gonna be excited was, for that. I was super excited. I rewatched one of my movies, and uh, it holds up. Most of it, some of it doesn't. <laughs> you know, like you know, I forgot that there was terrible CGI like yeah. things. Oh, I man. was like, oh. Oh, those is those were bad then. Oh, <laughs> oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to talk about Simbad and Technicolor. Oh my, the stop motion monsters! Oh my god, yes! And like when Shiva, like the statue of Shiva, comes alive and then starts like attacking all of Simbad's crew. Oh yeah, mm. but that's for another time. But yeah, oh mm. yeah, Funny you're gonna have story. to tell us more about this story. Um. S- uh, funny story, similar to the vein of, uh, there was like several catalysts, especially the old monster manual sitting on my fireplace when I was younger of me being sort of obsessed with monsters, mm-hmm. but the movie, the movie that set that over the edge for me was like, I love monsters is actually, um, the old, uh, Jason and the Argonauts with the stop motion skeletons. Oh yes, and I was like, "This is the best thing ever." <laughs> like, <laughs> when I was a kid, yeah. Like, anyways, yeah. So we're we're gonna be just sort of catching up uh, with the crazy week. Um, I have a lot to talk about as far as like my PS5 story. Um, I'm going to also be talking about some ARPG stuff since I don't get to talk about that too often. Mm-hmm. Morg, I'm going to try to sell you on an ARPG tonight. Oh, lay it on me. I'm ready for this. One of two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, d- depending on your preferences, both are really great. Um, I'm actually enjoying my least favorite one the most right now. Oh, so there's that. 
Um, and yeah, and so what? Yeah, we'll start out with that. The PS5. It seems like people are having some great times with it. Um, as as I've said before, I prefer to buy locally. Uh, my local game there? store got one. Ah, okay, so just one. I was not there to get that one. Um, yeah. And had I known, I could have just camped out the night before mm-hmm. because the person who wanted it came at three in the morning. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like two days before. I could have pulled an all-nighter. I think I could have done it. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing, though. I wouldn't have been able to pay for it. Oh. Oh, you didn't. You just. You just didn't have the money for it at the time, or. So. Yeah. Basically, that was that was the plan. So mm-hmm. we're getting close to holidays, right? So. Normal funds are going to dip down a little bit. I've already been Christmas shopping for my daughters. I just went through their birthdays both in late October. Right. right? So a lot a lot of my extra funds for that kind of stuff has been kind of dried up, right? Right. So I got to worry about bills and other stuff. Don't worry. I'm not broke, people. I'm just, you know, managing my money well. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do is I have, a, I have a credit card that has a zero balance. I keep it at zero balance. Mm-hmm. Um... I go to use that credit card because uh, in our town, uh, the the local game store is the only one, including Walmart, that got Spider-Man. Oh. Because there's also discs, disc shortages mm. as well. Not just the uh, PlayStation shortages, but there are some disc shortages. For instance, the whole city of Chilkathi, where I'm at, mm-hmm. there are no copies of Demon's Souls. Oh, wow. So Walmart didn't get them. GameStop didn't get them. And this local game store and its affiliate did not get them. Oh, that's that's so, weird. That is actually pretty darn weird. Like they didn't like get any was, extra copies, or they just never bothered to get the game. I wonder. No, 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 no. They ordered them. Oh. The distributor never got them. <gasps> so the, there was none to send to them. Oh wow! They sold out that. So there's a shortage on the distribution end for some discs. Oh wow. And so they had some weird allocation problems. Now, I don't know if this is true for everywhere. I do live in a, I'll call it a smaller city, because technically it is a city where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm in the woods outside of that city. But, <clears throat> anyways, that's where I buy most of my stuff. Yeah. So they got Spider-Man. Walmart didn't. Um, Walmart got Sackboy. They didn't. Um, which I mean, who cares about Sackboy? I'm I'm, I'm kidding, right? I I know there's people that love those games. I mean, Mm -hmm. heck, I loved the first one a lot. Um, so I go to pay for Spider Man. I was like, all right, you have Spider Man. I'm interested in Spider Man. I'm just going to get one because I know I'm going to get a PS5 Mm -hmm. just eventually down the road. Yeah, and my card doesn't work, and I'm like, what the crap? And I checked my bank account. That it's attached to. Yeah. Um, and it's still there. Zero balance and everything. And I was like, maybe it's the expiration date. No, it expires next year. What's hmm. the deal? So I call the bank. And the bank is like, oh, yeah, Visa dropped your card. And I was like, what? Oh. Why would Visa do that? Well, you hadn't used it in like three months. And I was like, so you're saying I have to continually use it? That's weird. That's actually really weird. Huh. 
And and they were like, yeah, if you don't use it, then they consider it a dead card or a lost card, and they pitch it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then the lady, she's being nice enough. There's nothing wrong with the the bank lady. Yeah. Um, that I was on the phone with. She was like, would you like me to send you a new one? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, you lost and your chance did. with the first with the first mistake. It's like, yeah, one strike, you're out, buddy. Sorry, you're a bank. You should know um, better. Well, actually, yeah, they're a, I, uh, they're a creditor, right? Like Visa is a creditor, right? No, no, no. So it's a it's a it's a credit union that I'm yeah. a part of, mm-hmm. right? And I opened a credit card through the credit union that you know partner Visa, however that works, right? Um, I now bank at a different credit union, so I don't even use that bank anymore. But I still kept the card open, so I had a line of credit open, right? right. It's my only technical line of credit, which you know we're getting into financial stuff here on Hunter's Hub. But, like, at least here in the United States, it's good to have at least some line of credit open. Now, I also have student loans that I'm paying on that have a good credit history. But here's the thing. They didn't even tell me that the card was off my account, and it still showed up on my account. That so, is strange. Like, I had no idea that it was gone, first of all. And second of all, they actually hurt my credit by closing it. Oh, Oh, that's mean. That's actually rude. You'd think that they would, like, give you, like, an email or at least, like, some sort of, like, maybe even a paper notification. Like, they'd set that in the mail or something like that. Like, yeah. you'd think that they would keep you up to they tabs with what's going did, on. They probably did, and I probably missed it. Oh. But I also get a lot of junk mail from them. Oh, that so might have like, been it. Then it probably was in your junk folder. If it's something folder. I'm not expecting, then I just, you mm. know. Yep. Well, I so, mean... That is probably at least partially on me, but like at the same time, like this is not how I want to operate, say a thing. So, mm-hmm. come Monday when I have to take my girls back to Dayton, which is where this thing is, um, I'm going to be going driving in, closing that account entirely. Yeah, that entire credit union account because now it's just sitting at just a checking and a, and a savings account that I will probably never use. Right, because I. It takes two hours for me to drive there just to now. I, yeah. Online banking over the phone and all that kind of stuff. But like get, I get paper checks mm-hmm. for my job. I don't get like direct deposit or anything. Oh, okay. So I do have to physically go to a bank and deposit my money. So it's easier to be at a bank location that is in my city. So yeah, all that financial stuff aside, I couldn't have got a PS five if I wanted to. Oh, um, so I was a little disappointed about that, uh, but I ended up not getting Spider-Man as a result, so I had them unreserve it for me. Um, so yeah, I have like no PS5 anything. Um, so I'm hoping with the Black Friday shipment, uh, and this is from what I understand, Black Friday is supposed to have a lot more yeah. than the holiday shopping. Uh, and that caused mostly caused the shortage we have now mm-hmm. for the systems. If that makes sense, that's that's what I was told at least. I'm not sure if that's entirely true, but Black Friday things should be straightened out. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have this bad of a shortage. Yeah. So and Black Friday is two weeks from yesterday, so we're good. Mm-hmm. For us in the United States, you guys, I don't know if that's different because your Thanksgiving isn't two weeks from now. Well, yeah, it's I believe the second week of October 
So, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a bit different. But, yeah, unfortunately, yes, we do have Black Friday. I'm not a fan of that. But, I mean, like, that's that's because I don't like the idea of, like, over-commercialism and stuff like that. But that's that's a totally different thing. That's the same reason why I don't celebrate Christmas the same way as everybody else. Um but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, like we do get sales like that up here in Canada as well. It really isn't that much different. Um, yeah, everything pretty much is like really, really low on sale. And yeah, people go around scrambling to buy as much stuff as they can. They go online, they'll get things. Um, but yeah, I mean like, uh, where I'm sitting right now, um, I don't really see me needing a PS5 right now, because um, I'm pretty much yeah. finished with Iceborne. I got all of the sets that I wanted out of it. Um, the layered gear is pretty good. Um, the builds are literally all Fatalis, and most of the weapons are Fatalis weapons anyways. So, yeah, I've pretty much finished everything that I need to out of that game. Having beaten all the monsters and whatnot, it's... You know, I've, I've, I've retracted back over to... Um, the previous games that I do have, um, I'm trying to get a copy of Freedom Unite again, and, um, I don't really know how well, like... If you can't find it, I still do have at least three copies, I think. Oh, I'll send you my mailing address. And then, yeah, I'll be able to, I'm also looking, um, I'm also looking to try and get maybe either a PlayStation Portal or a Vita, um... Because the old one crapped out, and yeah, I've also lost all the batteries for them, and I can't just plug the damn thing into yeah, the wall I'd... and expect to play it. Um, You're probably going to have um, better luck with a Vita. Yeah, I think a Vita, Vita would probably be I the do best believe the. I do believe the Vita still do run the mini discs mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was thinking of maybe doing that. Um, I know for a fact, based off of Ristretto Chronicles streams... Um, the guy who um, pretty much like you know, plays like all of the all of the generations in Monster Hunter on the original hardware, um, yeah. The fact that um, you know he plays it on a Vita, I think I should probably be okay as well. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he got a um, an English version of Portable Third though. I I really don't remember how. That's patched. That. Yeah, there isn't. Probably there patched. isn't one. Yeah, it was probably no, a patched it, version. Yeah, there of that. there was no English release of Portable Third. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I, I know that for a fact. That's not that's yeah. not even a speculation. I played it in Japanese on PS3. Yeah. Um, I actually beat um, uh, I actually beat the storyline. I actually beat Amatsu. Oh wow! Uh, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's not fun. Oh really? <laughs> um, no no no! It's not fun playing in Japanese. The game no. was fun. Oh. I was exclusively a longsword user on that game. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I can imagine, you know, having to learn a completely different language and reading kanji is, it, you know, that's like, that takes I like a whole other level. I know the kanji for fire. Yeah, that. <laughs> so anytime I saw a weapon, I was like, that's a fire. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah, because I can imagine, like, you know, like just learning another language to be able to play the game, that's like a, another level of commitment. And Well, there's a little bit of cheating, too, because a yeah. lot of times the menus are in the same places, mm-hmm. right? And, so you yeah. you end up having a muscle memory of menuing, and then mm-hmm. also, all oh, but pausing was just hell. Yeah, like like because uh, it used to be the pause was in the menu. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find the pause in the menu, so I just treat it like I didn't have a pause. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, let me think. There were some other things I had to do. Um, resistances and that kind of stuff. Obviously, I learned fire, mm-hmm. but they're all in the same place. So you could just look and say, okay, I know the bottom is dragon. Yeah. And I know the top is usually fire, I think. Yeah. Um, and I could recognize fire as kanji anyways. Yeah. So I, I think I actually, I don't know them now. I still know fire because fire's kanji is really simple. It looks mm-hmm. like a campfire to me. Right. Um, but like, yeah, it, Portable 3rd was an interesting experience. It's one of those times where I imported something from Japan and I had to actually fly to the airport because you got to get caught up in customs. Um, ju- did I say fly? I said drive. I drive to the airport. I had to drive to the Dayton International Airport to pick up my stuff a couple times, and they actually had a special like area for you to do that at this airport. So, right. How many things did I get? I think I did that three separate times. I think. I had to dr- let me see. Um, I think it was only until was it like uh try and three ultimate when they started adding like the uh, uh elemental symbols and stuff like that into the game. What do you mean by symbols? Uh, like oh wait no they don't do that. Yeah. Oh darn it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to. Um, oh, that's so funny because I was just playing three, uh, three ultimate. I think it's probably because I'm just so used to the text and I just associate like the the, the actual text with like symbols and stuff like that. And I just assume in my mind that um, based off of like uh, like when I go on to Kiriniko or if I go on to um, like some of the Monster Hunter database apps that I have on my phone, um, I'm just so used mm-hmm. to seeing the symbols and then associating with that information and then crossing it over and then it just kind of melding over into like the actual game itself where it would just have like um the text where it would say either fire water thunder dragon whatever it would be um yeah yeah, yeah no, no there's never been symbols mm. in the games yeah yeah no i i sometimes get mixed up with that <laughs> i uh i have not used any of that stuff since Four ultimate. I've never used an outside resource since four ultimate. For yeah, like any sort of information, I just look yeah. it up. Uh, look it up in game, and then I I've been so experienced with Monster Hunter, I'm like I already know that's a rare drop, and I already know how to do that, so I don't really need to know the chances of that rare drop. Mm-hmm. I just know I need to fight that monster a bunch. Like yeah. <laughs> now, granted. Um, world does a good job of informing you of that kind of stuff in game, anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't. I and I never follow build guides. I mean, you should know that. So that is true. Yes. To me. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely more of like into the numbers and everything like that. So I mean, that does make sense. That uh, well, I mean, well, everybody has their own way of playing, I guess, right? So. You know, there, there, yeah. there's there are different interests. Like, there's different reasons to be playing the games, and yeah, I'm definitely into the numbers and like how to make sets and stuff like that, and um, the functionality and like the yeah. matchups and how how everything plays out. That that really is where I find the most fun. But um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I I actually agree with that. Yeah, the, you know, there there isn't always a reason to be paying attention to like database stuff and like outside source materials mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, although, 
Now, it's it's good if you want to be like, oh, yeah. crap, I don't remember where this item comes from. Mm-hmm. And you can go look that up. Like, that's mostly what I did in 4 Ultimate, um, is that kind of stuff. Where I was like, I need what? What what is this? What does this come from? Pelagicite ore? Huh. It, it, right, yeah. I was like, where, what, where, what area? Like, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but now, but with Generations and... Yeah, so since 4 Ultimate, it's been Generations and World um, with their respective expansions. I just knew the games well enough that I was like, yep, that's where that comes from. I just know that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they make it... So I was going to say, uh, one more thing about the PS5 Mm -hmm. is the reason why I wanted to get one day one isn't because I'm like, ooh, the new shiny toy. I mean, part of that, yeah. I mean, that's the nerd in me. Like, I'm like... Oh yeah, PS5. I'm I'm down day one, right? Uh, not that I'm a huge PlayStation fan. I'm more of a Nintendo fan, but mm-hmm. yeah. um, Oddworld was a big one for me, and Demon Souls. And even though I've been on here, I don't like Dark Souls. I loved Demon Souls. Demon yeah. Souls had so much better mechanics in my head, right? In my opinion. Um. So. I found out, though, because I was asking uh, when I was standing there, I was like, uh, did you guys not get any copies of Oddworld? And they're like, uh-huh. no, no, no. Uh, and one of the guys um, was like, didn't that get delayed? I was like, I hadn't heard anything. Uh, and so we looked it up. Yeah, it got pushed back into the next year. That is and... ridiculous. Oh, you know what? Maybe they're working out some patches or something like that. Or maybe they're adding more content to the game to make it a little bit more substantial i don't, I don't, I don't know. know could be anything really i didn't see anything about it getting delayed through any sort of you know my normal news cycle for games and that kind of stuff like anything so i was i was very surprised um so one of my day one purchases is not a day one purchase so that leaves me because i was going to get that and demon souls were my big one too that i wanted to get and spider-man was going to be a, a tertiary one if i ran out of patience for the other two so now it's bumped up to whenever I get one, I'm going to get Demon Souls, Spider-Man, and now I'm going to get Call of Duty because I just want to play a shooter at this point. Like that's I've been itching to play a, a shooter like that for a while now. Yeah. And I've been playing a lot of old school FPS or boomer shooters as they're called. That was a funny term I learned. <laughs> boomer shooters. <laughs> apparently that's that's my wheelhouse of shooters yeah (laughs) um yeah i'm not i'm not really sure what to think of like this new uh black ops cold war game but um it could be good um uh, multiplayer is the only thing i'd be interested in i won't play mm -hmm. the campaign um yeah that's for me that's where cod shines i don't really i've never cared about the campaign a lot of people loved the modern warfare stuff um and even the black, the original Black Ops campaign, I think some people liked. Uh, but for me, it was purely multiplayer, and it always has been. I agree with that sentiment because um, I was uh, definitely into like uh, the Black Ops zombies thing, and really that was one of the few things that I was actually interested in when I was playing um, uh, Call of Duty. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, the online multiplayer was not bad in some cases. Like, in certain games, like, it, 
it was kind of iffy. Like, it had some ups and downs to it, but, um, yeah, it was definitely for zombies, if anything else. I think that's actually what I, what I ended up getting on PS4 was actually, like, the zombies package. I didn't even really care about mm -hmm. Modern Warfare. <clears throat> um, I think it's Modern Warfare 3. Three, I think it is, and yeah, where it's like just the big collection pack of all of like uh, the zombies maps from I think mm. as far back as World at War, but re-rendered and yeah, you know, World at War was the first time they came into the picture, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that was probably some of the best zombies that I had ever played in the longest while. I would say Black for me, I've never cared for too. zombies. I've never, I've played them all but all of them briefly because I just don't care for it. Mm -hmm. What the, the games that stood out to me the most is I played a lot of world at war on the Wii. Um, just the straight up death match multiplayer stuff. Um, and then I also played a lot of black ops one. Oh. I wasn't big into the call, uh, call of duty stuff until black ops one. And then I think I got everything, up until Advanced Warfare, and Advanced Warfare is where I completely fell off. Um, so yeah, that's that was five, six years of Call of Duty mm -hmm. uh, that I played. Um, I really only play the multiplayer, like, and I play pretty much only team deathmatch. Like, that's mm -hmm. been my thing. Uh, and I loved, uh, uh, um, I loved the Wii one, but I didn't really connect with it. Until Black Ops. Now, I will say, I have my best killing streak ever in the Wii one. I had a 33 kill streak in um, oh. the Wii version. Wow. That's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I dominated that match. Um, but Black Ops 1, I can't help it. I, you can throw a tomahawk. And I just mm -hmm. always use tomahawks. Like, it was <laughs> just my thing. Um, but I'm one of those people that likes to level up every gun as well. Um, yeah. so I was actually working through every gun and stuff. And I, I think I got through most of them in black ops one before I quit playing. Um, but yeah, this, this new one, I don't really care. The fact that we're talking to Reagan mm, uh, in yeah. the story, I don't, I didn't really care about any of that stuff. I just like, I just want to, I just want to do a team death match. Um, and yeah, some people would say, hey, I do that on PC, but like, there's not really a lot of good new Team Deathmatch games lately. Um, I think the saving grace would have, that would have been Doom Eternal. Uh, Doom Eternal does not have a Team Deathmatch. It is a battle mode, and it is purely one guy versus two demons. Yeah. And it's, str it's stressful. I've played it. Um, I'm not a big fan of it. I much prefer Doom 2016's multiplayer to this. Um, which is fine. It's the direction they wanted to take it, but whatever. So yeah. So if I get it, one out, not not if. Whenever I get a PS5, yeah, there's gonna be the three new games I play. Um, I will be back going back. I didn't play the PS4 Spider-Man that came out last year or the year before. Yeah, I remember that one. The one where it had, I believe, <clears throat> Rhino, Scorpion, Vulture, Electro, and Doc Ock, I think, were the main bad guys in that one. Oh, yeah, and oh, Shocker was in it, too. spoiled all yeah. of it for me. You just spoiled... I had no idea. Oh, come on. You had to have known. No, I didn't, honestly. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. 
I am so no, sorry. No, you know I don't care about spoilers. You yeah. know that though. Yeah, that is kind of so true. So I'm just I'm just messing with yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, I honestly didn't know, but I also don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am going to play through that and then the new Spider-Man because they are. It is a direct sequel. That's the one with um, Miles so Morales so in it, that. I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. the new Miles Morales one. Yeah. Um, which I'm very interested in. I am a not a huge Spider-Man fan, but uh, but I'm not a big comic book slash superhero fan at all. Mm. And it only took... The only one I ever really even slightly cared about has been Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I kind of watched when those come out. Yeah. Um, I have, Since the Marvel Universe stuff, I am a fan of Captain America. But any of the older stuff with Captain America, I don't care about. Right. Like, I just like the first Captain America movie so much. I was like, I like this character. I'm in. Yeah. So, I think and Thor. The one I like Spider-Man well. game. The one Spider-Man game that I really enjoyed, and I believe it was on PS2. It was a Spider-Man. It was the Ultimate Spider-Man one. The one where you could, um, mm-hmm. where there were like, it, it was one storyline, but you alternated between playing as Peter Parker and in the other times uh, you would play as Eddie Brock. Um, mm-hmm. being able to play as Venom, and so then you're like taking out all all these different characters as Venom. That was really really fun. Like I think there was Beetle, Wolverine, Carnage. Um, there were a Mm. bunch of them, but it was really fun. And then there was also like a free roam style way to play as well, where it was very Grand Theft Auto. If you were playing as Venom, where you would like try and go Mm. around, you'd have to try and stave off your hunger and stay alive. So you'd have to go around and kill and eat people. But then the, the problem with that is, is that you would attract attention. And then like the more of a problem that you become for the city, the like the more intense the stuff will be that comes after you. So it'll start off as like maybe a few policemen. Then all of a sudden it turns into like, Mm. like a whole squadron of police cars. Then it turns into tanks. Then it turns into tanks and helicopters. Then you've got the entire city on top of you. Sounds like Grand Theft Auto. Oh, it is. Like it sounds it yeah. is absolutely insane, and I really, really enjoyed it and playing that when I was a lot younger. Um, hmm. But I mean, like outside of that, and I think um, I think there was a base PlayStation <clears throat> um, Spider-Man um, where I think the big bad guy was Monster Octopus. That's what we used to call him. Mm-hmm. Where it was, I think, the Carnage symbiote on top of um, Doctor Octopus, and like I remember there was a sequence where you had to like run away from him and it didn't matter if you had like the invincible Spider-Man suit um if he caught you you were you were essentially dead um it was a scripted death yeah 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 like it, it was guaranteed like it was just written for you you were you were set for death um that one was not bad either but it was kind of weird um but yeah i mean outside of those two games i mean like whenever i see a Spider-Man game I kind of feel like it's really just them marketing the same thing over and over and over again. Kind of the same thing with like Call of Duty. Um, it's it's really more so. Sure. It's really more so well, the here's same the label, thing. but different. Here's the thing: there's always and people outside of those series don't see this a mm-hmm. lot. Even the slight nuances to a game make it different, right? So like. People see, you know, like the yearly Call of Duties. Oh, it's not really that much different. I mean, if you boil it down, yes, it's that not that much different. But there's balance changes that significantly play, you know, change strategies on what's, you know, good to do in, in Call of Duty. I mean, there there used to be a time where 
um, quick scoping was a thing, right? That's no longer a thing in some Call of Duties, right? Quick scoping is a strategy that at one point, mm-hmm. at least I'm not sure now, at one point it's dead, can't be done. Yeah. Because of of sway and that kind of stuff. So, you know, like the 360 no scope joke mm-hmm. can't be done in more modern Call of Duty games. Yeah. Can't be done because you can't... <laughs> <laughs> you can't aim it. Um, yeah, because there's that camera shake, right? Like, so your aimer is not guaranteed right. to just so, land on the mark every single time. Right. So, like, yeah, on the surface, they're the same game every year. But even those slight nuances can dramatically alter the day-to-day play, if that makes sense. The meta, even if, you know, we were to say... I mean, I could yeah. see that people, if they would boil down Monster Hunter, oh, it's just the same thing. You just go out and hunt monsters. Like, that's really disingenuous to the series, wouldn't you think? Like, th- we as fans mm-hmm. of Monster Hunter know that that there are significant changes between every title. And even, um, even if there isn't significant changes, like, let's say, from Generations to Generations Ultimate... Mm-hmm even that still has significant shake up in the meta because of the introduction introduction of two new styles exactly and several yeah. new arts and and it does on paper that doesn't look like much right but then you get the fight like uh valfal and then um gosh i don't even know his real name anymore jet dragon oh valstrax yeah val yeah i, I call him valfal for some reason i I don't know. Um, that was probably because it was like the initial translation uh, before um, everything got oh, localized yeah. in the West, which I think was in 2018. Yeah, it's kind of like how I remember Hodudu Hodudu over um, Malfestio. There you yeah. go. Mal- yeah, it took me a second because I still remember the Japanese one more <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, it, it, I, I can see the opinion that they don't change much, but then. Again, that's that's also being a little dis- <laughs> disingenuous. I don't know, just my opinion. No, um, no, no, that is true. Because I mean, yeah, with each which e- with each new game, yeah, there's going to be slight changes to some of the mechanics, and there's going to be new features or you know, like a new right, obstacle and that you're going to face. Those slight changes are going to have a ripple effect that really shake up the day to day play for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that that is very true. It, like even in itself, like. Yeah, like, they put out, like, a ton of Spider-Man games uh, almost every single year. But, yeah, there, there are some slight differences to them. And, yeah, like, I, su- I suppose it wouldn't really be fair to say that Miles Morales is, like, just another Spider-Man. I mean, um, how do I even word it? Um, like, he <clears throat> is certainly, he's certainly unique. And I think, based off of the comics that I've read he is a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker is, because I hate to say it, but Peter Parker is kind of a wimpy crybaby half the time, who's, like, super depressed and sleeps around with, like, a million girls. Like, is that really somebody? Oh, it's just two girls. Oh, Oh, God, man. Like, there are so many different comics where he's, like, sleeping around with, like, so many different girls. Like, there's at least, like, 11 right now. But, um... Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I don't really follow it. As have only watched the movies, I don't read the comics. (laughs) Yeah, ugh, ugh, the comics are just not as good as they used to be anymore. The only good ones anymore are really Deadpool, but I mean, like, those have already been done pretty much to death. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, very hard to find really good comics now. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I would definitely say that, um, I'm not really sure actually what to say, because, I mean, like, I can't really say that I'm going to be, like, you know, a super into it advocate for Spider-Man games, because I've seen so many of them, and a lot of them seem mm-hmm. to play the same way. Um, I'm, well, I will give the I've had a lot of... I've had a lot of personal friends of mine mm-hmm. that love um, the the PS4 Spider-Man game. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, the critics love it. It's the best Spider-Man has felt. It is the most Spider-Man Spider-Man ever in a game. Mm-hmm. It's probably... And some people have gone far to say that that version of Spider-Man is probably the best version of Spider-Man it's ever been in any media format. Right. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Um, it would make sense that, that they would say that. Amazing, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it does. Well, so, oh, I was gonna. My, my whole, <laughs> sorry, uh, my whole thing uh, is that I didn't want to play that on my base PS4 because it's a piece of shit <laughs> and it loads terribly. And and I've always felt that way about PS4, right? Yeah, like yeah, P- it's slow. And this started, this started with Just Cause Three. I timed it. It took me, it was like 1423. Now, granted, I timed this years ago. This is pre kids, or right when I first had kids. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Um, yeah, it was right when I first had a kid. So it was like December, and my kid was born in October. Mm-hmm. So my kid was only a few months old. And I got Just Cause 3, and I timed it. It was like 14 minutes, 23, 22 seconds. For me to start the game and start walking with the character. And I was like, 15-ish minutes for me to start a game. And That's... I was like, I was done with it. I was, and and even then, I got World and Iceborne because I'm a Monster Hunter fan. Not because I like my PS4, right? I already had a PS4 because I, I got one for MKX. Mm-hmm. Um back in when that came out and some other games and my ex-wife wife at the time was a playstation fan so we got it so she could play some stuff on it which she never did but <laughs> um <laughs> you know I'm, I'm i'm much more of a gamer than she ever was but she grew up with playstation so her system of choice was playstation mm-hmm. um so we you know we got some things on that to you know to experience and that was that was kind of like I already had one, so that's what I got I uh, World on, and then that's what I had, so that's what I got Iceborne on. So it was like sort of like a an opportunity. I've never enjoyed a PS4. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. enjoyed some of the games on it, but like the system itself to me has just been a loading piece of shit. It's just oh, like, yeah. yeah, loading, yeah, loading, yeah, loading. Like every game feels that way, even simple yeah. games, and. That's why I'm. That's the biggest reason why I'm excited of the PS5. It's like now I kind of want to go back and finish God of War. I kind of want to go back and play the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I might even play Uncharted Four. Oh like, my god! I might god. go back and play that. I never played it. I played one, two, and three. Oh. Um. But I never played four. So like, there's all these games that I missed on PlayStation Four because I just didn't give a shit because it didn't load well. Mm-hmm. So now. That's kind of also why I've been excited for a PS5. Is like I can go back and, and I have some of those games. Like I have God of War. I mean, I've talked about it several times. I just 
I'm kind of now interested, despite the baggage that comes with that game personally, with it being the last game the wife and I were playing together at the time before she left me. Right. Um, I kind of want to finish it. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of these games in that stack that I have. I mean, I've got like 15 or so games I can see from here. And I'm like, yeah, I'd play that again if it loaded better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I don't. I I see no reason not to get a PS5 if if you if your if your main interest is just in the load times, especially considering that the backwards compatibility is there and it's it's a better system. It's like a better version of a PS4, pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like I I. I don't know if I would get a white one because it kind of looks like, and this is something that Suffo Ren pointed out to me, and when in one of his streams, it was really funny. Um, he took mm-hmm. a, a picture of Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh, and he just planted the head on top of it, and he, um, well, oh wait, have you ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh? You know what he looks like, right? Yeah, yeah, super tall guy with yeah. the white and whatever, and then like the black center or whatever. Yeah, it, the PS5 looks exactly like his outfit with the way that it was set up. And then, yeah, we were making jokes about it. I mean, I'm not a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan, but yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and uh, and I even asked him, like, you know, aside aside from, you know, PlayStation wanting to make it look like their console is, like, bound up in a white binder, like, uh, is is there more to to the design with the crazy, like, frill, whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's plenty, you know, there's, like, ventilation and stuff like that. Whatever, and he was like, you know, despite it looking a little funny, I mean, it's pretty sleek and lean, and you know, I mean, I don't think, what was it, we were like talking, talking, joking about it being like not its final form or whatever, and I'm like, oh, so it's like Frieza, <laughs> and he's nice. like, oh, by the way, did you know that there is a golden PS5, and I'm like, what, and he's like, yeah, there's a 24 karat gold PlayStation 5 with a matching controller and, like, a headset, whatever. And it's so funny. He's like, look at this. And he's like, look, it's exactly like Frieza. It has a golden form. And it was <laughs> so funny. Oh, jeez. Oh, and he's like, I can't believe <laughs> you hit it on the money like that. And I was just laughing my ass off. It was so funny. Oh. Huh. But, yeah, I mean, I like, like I don't know. I-, I would not get the white one, but I might get a black one. I don't know if I have the money to go on my way to purchase. I don't know if there is a black one. If there Not is, right now. if there is a black one in the future, I'm gonna save my money and wait for that. Um, I would certainly not get the gold one because spending. Well, I can't remember how many dollars to it was. Me, I think it was like ten or twelve thousand dollars American and something like eight thousand pounds. Um, the aesthetics of the system mean nothing to me though. Like it could be hot pink, I wouldn't care. Like, I mean, oh, I'd get a hot pink one for sure. Okay, let, let, uh, hot pink, let me clarify. Hot pink is not an appealing color to me. <laughs> oh, maybe uh, um, highlighter yellow? Yellow is one of my favorite colors. I'm good with that. Yeah, I get one. Oh, you know what would actually look really good on it? The McLeod Tartan, yes. I'm actually going to look up a picture of the McLeod Tartan, and I think you might like it. It's got like a, it's a crazy-ass no bumblebee flannel colors. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I think you'll pro- probably appreciate it. Okay. Here, I'm just going to look that up. But yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I would definitely go so, with that. That's PS5. The other part of what I want to talk about tonight is I want to sell you on this game, Ward. And this 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 game 
is in my favorite genre that I talk about all the time, which is the ARPG, or the hack and slash looter. Diablo clone, if you will. And this game is called Grim Dawn. Now, I have spoken about this several times on the podcast, but I have always said it is the one that I have been the least into. Until this week. So, because I couldn't play a PS5, I had to look for my my kicks elsewhere. So I downloaded an old PS4 game on my computer um, that I've been wanting to play, and it was one of the ones I might have looked forward to playing uh, on on a PS5, which was uh, Styx, Master of Shadows. It was actually free on PS Plus like a long time ago. Oh. And it's actually on PC. Okay. You play as a goblin in a fantasy world that can't fight with a crap. You're, it's just a stealth game. It's a pure stealth game. Like, you can fight, but it's all parrying. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I even I've I've even had a shirt like that once. Yeah. Um, let's just say that uh, my fashion sense uh, a little a couple years ago was a lot more flannel, because that was something the ex enjoyed. Oh wow! More than I did. Yeah. So. I had one of those. I do not wear as much flannel now. It's all t-shirts and jeans. I'm just I'm just a regular Joe. Yeah, um, my ex wanted me to grow out a full handlebar mustache. Hmm. I said no. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried, tried to go for a Burt Reynolds mustache. You will never see those pictures, but uh, it didn't it didn't work out. Nope, nope. If I if I was to go for a mustache, it's got to be like the full goatee. You got to have like the, the little beard at the bottom. You know, it just has to. Well, be, you know, up a until nice I went look. full beard. You know, I talk about I've had facial hair since since high school. When in high school, I didn't have a full beard. I I went the goatee. I shaved off my beard. I just had a goatee in most of high school. Um, because the it was a little more patchy in the beard. But gosh, what was it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much like directly after getting married in two thousand nine, I I started growing out my beard, just in general. Anyways, uh. So back to back to Grim Dawn. So Grim Dawn, action RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it is set in a post-apocalyptic setting. Mm-hmm. S- uh, some sort of great plague swept across the world mm-hmm. called the Grim Dawn, and you are sort of like a survivor or whatever. Uh, very much. Click to kill. You've played Diablo two. Yeah, you're 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 familiar with the gameplay. Very familiar. Um, I have struggled getting into this game and finishing it, and I have tried several times. In fact, I I can tell you how much times because I bought it on on Steam a long time ago. Um, but I I have not really fully got into this game until lately. And I will say I've only probably at most put in 10 hours since that lately. But I am now at 150 hours. So that means 140 hours and I still wasn't into this game. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how much I've played this game and I've been like, eh, eh. And so I've played a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have never beat it. That's another thing too. I keep creating new characters, trying to new build and stuff. Yeah. Um, there are some big advantages. And I know I've talked about this before, but Morg, mm-hmm. I'm going... I, again, I want to sell you on this game because I, I what for whatever reason in my drought of not playing something on PS5, yeah, something stuck with me on this game. 
the, it brings in one of my favorite things in an ARPG, which is the build your cla- own class. Oh, yes. So, instead of it being like, I pick the Barbarian, which, don't get me wrong, I love Diablo, mm-hmm. and I love the characters in Diablo, but I like this idea for your own creating your own character without because this isn't to me i don't care about the story yeah there is a story here you may care about it i don't and when i don't care about the story i don't care about the character i'm selecting that much Mm -hmm. so i prefer to make my own little story right um diablo i very much care about the story so i very much care about the character i'm selecting and knowing their part of it i think diablo 3 did that part of it pretty well explaining why the various classes started their quest in Diablo 3. Yeah. Not really throughout the rest of the game, but at least it was some funny lines here and there. Um, So, point one, you build your class. So, the classes in this are not something that connected with me too much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's stuff like soldier, arsonist, um, chemist, occultist. Like, all these more off to to me off fantasy classes mm-hmm. um so you don't have like you know like uh titan quest which is the predecessor of this game which i enjoyed a lot more than this game up until now because i actually tried to go back in titan quests and i was like nah i'm not feeling it i'm really not feeling it and then i started playing grim dawn it's like why am i feeling this like I don't, yeah. <laughs> why, why is this working um because I don't really care about like the the individual masteries that much is what they call the, before you get a class it's a mastery it's a combination of two masteries yeah um so I picked a shaman right and the shaman is the most traditional you can get it's basically what you would think of like a barbarian with magic oh right? they, they use yeah. two handers and they use primal magic and they can summon so it's like a mix between a barbarian and a druid okay right? I like, love this you, already you get the this is just one mastery, mm-hmm. and this is this is the one I'm playing that I that I loved. Uh, but the occultist is like uh, dark magics and summons demons, and then there's the necromancer, right? So the necromancer summons skeletons and does life draining stuff mm-hmm. and that kind of like death magic. Um, you have the soldier, which is like I use a sword and shield, but I also have a lot of defensive things, and so like they're pretty generic classes, but they're they're flavored for this sort of post-apocalyptic sort of steampunkish world, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, which is heavily bound with magic, and uh, a lot of necromancy stuff is in this game. A lot about undeath. Uh, arcanist stuff like it, the occult like there's a lot different spin on this game than in just a like a fallout it's it's very much like hey what if like the world ended and the people who survived were occultists and like ritualists and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so my class i combined the shaman and the necromancer and i came up with the class of ritualist oh so I use a two-handed weapon. Um, I have a right-handed strike that does, calls down a lightning bolt. It hits multiple enemies. And I think this is what really made it shine for me is the AoE attacks. Like, AoE is something that is very powerful in these kind of games. And I'm sure you know that having played Diablo 2. Like, you want to be able to hit multiple enemies because there's hordes of enemies, right? Right. But then you also want to do enough damage. Because the more you spread out the damage, the less you're doing, if that makes sense, typically. Yeah. Um, this, this build, it has done something that 
that um, not only am I doing a lot of damage, I'm tanky, I'm doing a lot of damage, I'm also doing a lot of damage in an area, the shaman also gets um, pet bonuses, and pets are your minions, right? Mm. So think like a D2 necromancer, you get the skeletons, right? right? Those are considered pets in this game. Um, you get the briar thorn, which is this Hulk plant thing for the shaman. And I think that's the only pet they get. Oh, that's um, still pretty damn cool. But I, but I combined it with the necromancer, and the necromancer gets two pets. Two different kinds of pets. Oh. One is the skeletons. And the more you have, I mean, obviously skeletons, right? Right. Um, you summon three skeletons. There's some skills increase the amount of skeletons, and they're random between melee and archer skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no magic ones like in Diablo 2, but right. there's ranged and melee skeletons. Then there's also a basically putrid fat zombie, like a boomer, let's say, from Left 4 Dead. Ooh. That if it dies, it does blow up and do a bunch of stuff. But it is a tanky thing. The Briarthorn is also a tank. So in this game, in the past, I have played some pet builds, but they've always felt weak, right? Right. Because I was doing something like the Occultist and Necromancer, because the Occultist have, summons demons for pets. Mm-hmm. So they get... Not not every class gets pets, but a few of them do. And um, I have found that sort of sweet spot for me is like, I want to be in the fray because I'm two-hander, I'm doing a lot of arity damage, and I'm focusing a lot on upping my physique and stuff, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but basically upping my physical stats so that I am the focus and I am the tank. And I have focused the minions to be higher DPS and be a little bit more glass cannons because minions don't survive very long if they're used to be the tanks, which is what I'm used to, right? Mm -hmm. I'm used to the horde of minions, go forth, I'll stay back and shoot spells of them from a distance. Mm -hmm. That's where my pet mentality has been a lot of time. And this class flipped it over. It's like, no, 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 no. They're DPS. I am you know, front and center attacking these things. And it's been a blast. Um, I just hit level 21, and after two days of playing it, that's pretty far for me. Yeah. Um, um, I'm used to just like, oh, I get to level 8, okay, I'll be done for today. Okay, I'm level 12, okay, I'm done for today. Like, uh, I, I have been enjoying it a lot more uh, as a result. Now, I have not gotten to any... I have beaten the main game once, but I have never beat the expansions. And I'm like, I might do it this time. But then again, it depends on how soon I get a PS5, too. Because who knows? It might drop off <laughs> if I get a PS5. But, you know, whatever. So, like, this game, solid ARPG. And, I, and I've been trying to sell this on Pan, too. Because I do want to do that ARPG episode. I really do. I do want to talk about this genre because, like, it is it is my favorite genre for a reason. Even though it's not doesn't hold my favorite series, but there's a reason why I keep going back to it. There's a big reason. So, um, so yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to boot up the game while we're here and tell you the different um, masteries. Hmm. <laughs> So that you can see. I'm actually really excited, actually. I, I, I have never really been excited for a game in the longest while since Rise, actually. And that was several months ago. So I'm actually... Yeah, Rise... 
Rise has caused a lot of problems for me. My my friend pointed this out. Mm-hmm. Every time there's a new Monster Hunter, I get really antsy and I don't find a lot of games I want to play. So I end up play, going through, like, burning through games entirely. It's, it's a specific Monster Hunter problem. When there's a new Monster Hunter on the horizon, I want to play everything, but it's not Monster Hunter, so I get bored quick. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's understandable, too. Um... No, I I really don't feel that way too entirely. I mean, I'm always excited for another Monster Hunter game to come out, but, I mean, like, with the games that I do have already, um, don't get me wrong, I'm always going to be excited for a Monster Hunter game, and I'm always going to be playing it. But, um, you know, there's always going to be a couple of games that are always going to catch my eye and make me raise my brow and be like, hmm, okay, this looks pretty interesting. Maybe I'll give this one a shot. And then I'll go and play it, and then I'll absolutely love it. Um, I would like to see a Call of, another Call of Cthulhu game where it's... Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know what direction I would want them to take it in, but I do like the idea of being able to play as one of like the many eldritch horrors that are you know, part of that Lovecraftian universe. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, like, being able to play as, like, a Dimensional Shambler or, like, a Hound Tindalos or, like, a... Um, oh, there's there's a ton of them, actually. There's Goths, I think. Uh, or is it Shogoth? Yeah, it's Shogoth, yeah. And, or, like, um, the Great Ye- Race of Yith. There's there's mm-hmm. so, so much, like, rich potential for like being able to make a game that would be almost like an MMO actually hmm that would be pretty interesting actually playing as either like an alien mm-hmm. race or playing as the humans trying to prevent them from invading earth oh <gasps> ooh now that would be something or even playing as a cultist that is supporting the old gods trying to wake them up and then bring the end of all li- oh my god yes that is such a phenomenal idea. Oh, man. If they ever made a game like that, I'd be all over it. Mm. I love that. Oh. Yeah, Favorite you, Pantheon. you and Pan def- definitely have the uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu stuff on lock. That is oh. that is not a that is not a uh, a thing that has been um, big for me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I love I have, Cosmic I have Horror. The... Cosmic Horror is so fun. That's also probably the reason why I love aliens and I also like predators. Like, well, Predator, like, is an Arnold Schwarzenegger predator, not not Kevin Spacey. That's that's why I didn't like you that know, one Call of Duty game. I'm not against cosmic stuff. The problem is cosmic stuff is always so human based. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like the more fantastical stuff. I do like the xenomorphs so, mm-hmm. though, even though they specifically come from humans in the lore. Mm-hmm. All right. I have the masteries. All right, you ready for this? Okay, yeah. Let me know. Let me let me hear this. This is so fun. All right, soldiers. The Imper- uh, soldiers of the Imperial Army. So there's some lore behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trained to survive in the most hellish conditions and hold the line against the deadliest enemies of the Empire. Soldiers prefer the use of close combat weaponry such as sword and shield, but can also prove formidable with firearms. By the way, your ranged weapons are guns in this. Um. So you have pistols and rifles. So what a soldier may lack in outright damage output is made for fortitude and leadership. Huh. So okay, so there yeah. are elements of like, um, I guess Victor. Well, not really totally Victorian era because I don't remember if they actually had. No, guns it's at that it's time. definitely. 
It's got like a... It's technology level of something like Fallout, I would say, without any computers. Probably... Right? No, no computers. Yeah, probably like early 20th century. Um, like, uh, like what, yeah, what kind of... Yeah, I could see that. What kind of guns do they have? Like, are they more like, are they... They seem to be flintlock stuff. Yeah, okay. They seem to be that. Yeah, okay. Um... Very early 20th century. Yeah, Blunderbuss is like one of the types of guns I've seen. Um, so the, here's the next one. The Demolitionist. Pyrotechnic masters of the Imperial Army. Army Demolitionists are part engineer, part sorcerer. They were used to break enemy ranks and breach fortifications with their devastating array of explosive and destructive magic. They usually prefer to fight at a range, engaging enemies with guns, traps, explosives, but they can also be proficient with melee weapons. Okay, that's pretty awesome, too. Oh, I could imagine like a demolition build for that. That would be so fun. Um, I've done demolitionist, demolitionist paired with some other things for the fire damage because they they're very fire damage heavy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, the Occultist. Once hunted by the Imperial forces in an effort to control the Eldritch power, the Occultist craft focuses heavily on summoning and uh, borrowed powers granted by the three uh, witch gods, uh, Bismel, Solel, and Rig. Their diverse arts, including the abhorrent curses and spells that inflict damage with poison, acid, and tropic energy. Excelling with neither sword nor gun, they use the, uh, either to augment their defenses. The ether, sorry. Oh. Here's the Nightblade, which is your assassin type. Nightblades were the clandestine warriors who sold their services to the great houses of the Empire. Nightblades excel with all manner of martial weapons, mm-hmm. but are even more feared for the deadly blade magic that is secret to their trade. Nightblades are not suited to go toe-to-toe with tougher enemies and rely on illusions and tricks for close combat. With quick and devastating attacks, or f- fight from a distance with phantasmal blades. Ooh. So, like, get this. This isn't a class. This is half of a class. You put two of these together to make a class. Oh, my God. This is so cool. So you could be, like, this shadowy sort of magical assassin, whatever it is, and then you could combine it with, like, like elements of, like, the occult. So you could be almost, like... Oh, I don't know, like a like a combination of like I don't know, like uh, the Black Hand from Oblivion mixed with like say um, uh, like one of the cults from Call of Cthulhu. Like you could mm-hmm. be like in service of like I don't know Shubnigrath, or you could be in yes. service of Yogg or something. This like that. does have some Cthulhu vibes, especially when it comes to the occultist stuff. Um, I don't think I've ever seen like a mind flayerish monster but <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know well mind flayers they were kind of like uh, an ode to cthulhu um mm-hmm. but like it it was very yeah, it was I'm... very um dungeons and dragons like it, it was the dungeons and dragons explanation for being able to bring that kind of an element of that sort of pantheon into the series yeah whereas um i mean like it would be very um it, it, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say it's convenient, and I don't want to say it's easy to um, apply pantheons that we're very familiar with based around, you know, 
very stereotypical, well, I can't say stereotypical because it's not really, um, from very um, familiar cultures, I should say. Like, for example, having like the Greek mm-hmm. gods or the Norse gods or the Egyptian gods or the, the Roman gods, which are pretty much the Greek gods, but label change. Different. Um, yeah. Or having pagan gods and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, being able to introduce something that is very sci-fi and then you know adding that as part of a sort of like a, a collaborative piece to a very um deeply rooted fantasy game that's mm-hmm. that can be a bit tricky because sci-fi fantasy is kind of it, it's really its own animal um being able to combine both the elements of like oh you know you know magical godly mumbo jumbo whatever with elements of like technology and using science to be able to explain how everything works, you know, like uh, there was, there was an expression that I heard before and I can't remember what it was. It was, uh, uh, science is the explanation to magic. Um, Oh yeah. Speaking of which, listen to the, listen to this one. Arcanists. Okay. Mm-hmm. To Arcanus, the manifest- manifestation of magic is not some unexplainable mystery or the will of gods, but a science to be unraveled. Oh right? my Right here. God. That is this class. Oh my. <laughs> this pursuit of knowledge drives all Arcanists always eager to discover new techniques to make their namesake. Arcanists warp the aetheral and elemental energy to their will, crafting devastating... Uh, demonstrations of power that rival small armies however such raw force leaves little in terms of defense so you can do stuff like make up for the weaknesses by pairing this with a soldier or you could just go go all out arcanist demolitionist like we're just nuking everybody um and here's the one you said you were interested in one of the two that i am Mm -hmm. the shaman hailing from the untamed northland shamans were the spiritual leaders and guardians of their people claiming an astounding attunement to the wilds and their patron deity uh mog dragon shamans are capable of wielding the terrible forces of nature against their foes even calling upon savage beasts to come to their aid shamans excel in the use of brutal two-handed melee weapons but can easily adapt to other tools of war when conjuring their primal powers that is so awesome at I, I don't even know how to describe just how cool that is because I, I I always was really fascinated with the idea of multiclassing in 5e mm-hmm. um, once I started really getting into it and started becoming oh, less of a Oh, multiclassing in D&D sucks. It doesn't suck in Pathfinder 2, but I have always hated multiclassing in D&D. Oh, no doubt. Always. It's it's pretty Flavor bad. Wise, flavor-wise, it's been kind of a neat idea, but like execution-wise terrible it's very very difficult to actually execute very well and it takes a really good player to be able to um uh, take two different classes and being able to mesh them in such a way that it it, it's it's on par with everybody else who is you Mm. know strictly sticking to one class it's very easy to stay with the one class but um I am always looking for ways to be able to be super creative with a lot of the the builds that I go for in 5e. And it's, it, 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 no lie, it is actually really, really hard because in some cases, 
depending on what sort of a race you use and in collaboration with also like the subclasses for whatever classes that you are choosing um those will really um they can either be like a huge help or a major hindrance to your character like some some abilities are always going to overlap and that's never a great thing to have yeah. when you're leveling up you know having diminishing returns as you continue to progress with your character um like for example nobody is going to be using a uh, a turtle monk because you just have <laughs> <laughs> you have a flat you have a a, a flat base of 17 because you're wearing a shell. You don't get an unarmored bonus for that. Um, and f it, being a monk, you're you're gonna do a, a 1d4 of like of uh, of punching damage for your unarmed attacks. But I mean, you're already a turtle. You have claws, so you're gonna be dealing 1d4 of slashing damage. So I mean, like. You don't really. Why would you? You don't really yeah. gain anything from that. I mean, like with a Tabaxian monk, that can be pretty damn broken because you get like movement speed bonuses from both being a Tabaxi as well as being a monk. And if you combine elements of that with either, say, a barbarian, so then that way you could rage, and then you, you you get like advantage with reckless attack, and then you're also dealing extra damage for all your flurry of blows that you're doing, or if you were to, say, uh, multi-class into, say, maybe a fighter, so then that way you can get, like, action surge, so then that way you get an additional... Um, you get more um, action economy. That's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say dabble Or you could just play much. Pathfinder 2 that just has better action economy in general. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is There is that <laughs> as well. I mean, I... I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll. I mean, because you do yeah. play it. I, that, yeah, I do. And I mean, like, there are some cases where I've always tried to like mix a uh, warlock or sorcerer with paladin, and I mean, it has. It doesn't always work out. But um, warlock is probably one of my favorite ones to multi-class into. You either dip really I'll deep into blast, warlock, yeah. or you take like maybe one or two levels for warlock, and the one thing that I will take away from that is either way is that your Eldritch Blast is based off of your character's overall level, not the class level, like not how yeah. many levels of Warlock you are, but... Yeah, that's that's what makes Warlock so prevalent and broken. Yes. Right, is is that that one attack. It's the like, one, okay. The one spell that we always use. Now, if use. only they did that with channeling energy and clerics, mm. if they only made it that powerful. Yes. Clerics would be would be the the class. Yeah. And I mean like if you were to dip it, dip warlock and paladin um it can be good because with warlocks uh, like the funny thing about warlocks is in 5th edition is that when you're when you choose to multi-class um, you don't actually have to worry about um, like rounding out or having to figure out how many spell slots you have because the warlock always takes the highest slots and it only ever has those few slots and it always casts its spells at the highest level that it can. And the cool thing about the warlock is that if you do multi-class you can cast Warlock spells as if they were the other classes' spells, as well as casting the other classes' yeah. spells as if you were a Warlock. So, technically... Also, a big reason why I don't really... Uh, I am so glad that witches and that kind of thing are, 
are more fall, fill that role in Pathfinder than Warlocks. Yes. Because, like, I feel which is a more flavorful approach than what Warlocks do. Yes. Because Warlocks feel like, oh, I bought power to be a sorcerer more than anything yeah. for me, <laughs> right? Then, then a witch who actually has their own sort of, like, occult spell list, right? Yeah. Which is weird. Did you know that bards technically use the occult spell list? I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. Because... Yeah. Oh, that would explain why Tasha's hideous laughter is one of their spells. Uh, yeah, or Vicious Mockery, because, I mean, like, you just don't really... I mean, with Vicious Mockery, it would kind of make sense, because there's been a lot of parody songs or whatever, where, like, you know, an artist will trash somebody, like a celebrity or an individual, whatever it is that they don't like. I mean, like, that makes sense. Um, with Tasha's Hideous Laughter, that one's kind of funky, because I don't really always picture bards as being, like, you know funny to the point where they have people laughing hysterically and they can't do anything like in Tasha's City. I mean, did you never see The Witcher? The Netflix Witcher? Oh, I have. That bard is hilarious. Oh, he's great. But, um... Um... I mean, like, sometimes I accidentally confuse them with Magical Jester. But, um... Yeah, no, the bard's... The bard's okay. Um... Some of the colleges, I feel, could be better. Um... Mm -hmm. I kind of, there was one, oh yeah, there was one I was making fun of where I was thinking, oh, maybe they should have, you know, rather than just having like, you know, like a college of lore or a college of shadows, maybe they should have a college of electorates. Hmm. No. <laughs> people are like, no. people have the exact Let's same response here, you did, where they were like, no, we are not bringing politics into this game. And I'm like, but Dungeons and Dragons is always about politics in a lot of their it's games. It's always about, like, yeah. There's tons of politics. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be like some sort it's, of a mishap inside just, of the kingdom. Yeah. It's just, you know politics that we want to deal with yeah. and not the pol real life politics. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. you know, gangsters fighting each other in Baldur's Gate and stuff like that, you know? It, stuff that's a little bit yeah. more simple, you know? Oh, yeah. Easier to understand and, and less life-threatening and affecting. Yes. Um, I've got, I've got three more classes to go, or masteries to go through. Oh, okay. okay? There's, there's still more. Because I haven't even hit the Necromancer, which you know about. Oh, please. Um, so, the Inquisitor... As members of the esteemed Luminari Order, mm -hmm. which it is Luminari, which is very similar to the Illuminati. Yes. Anyways, uh, Inquisitors were responsible for protecting the Aurelian Empire from the dangers of the Arcan and the Occult. Over the centuries, the Inquisitors gathered countless relics of unimaginable power, but duty sometimes overcomes safety. Yeah. And some of these relics were studied and in turn replicated for use by the Inquisition. While they excel in ranged weapons, Inquisitors are armed with an arsenal of relics and arcane runes that allow them to be more than capable in close quarters combat. So ah. essentially, this one doesn't describe them very well. The while the um, not all of them have really said like, "Hey, I'm the 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 sort of like gun using one." Mm -hmm. Imagine the Inquisitor is someone who uses guns. And some of the occultic magic to keep at a distance. That um, has me thinking of um, oh, what was that one really weird series where it's like these two brothers that are always out 
um, gathering information about um, the um, occult and the supernatural. Um, I can't remember. Are you talking about Supernatural? Yeah, the series? yeah. It, it's exactly like that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, where I've it's just never, a bunch of these guys. I've never watched it. Yeah. No, I take that back. I watched one episode... And it inspired such a rage in me, I had to write an ecology on the monster they focused on that episode, which is the Wendigo. Because, oh my gosh. Now granted, I will say the Wendigo, they gave it, they did a little bit more justice to it than modern interpretations of Wendigo mm-hmm. um, being more animalistic in interpretation. Whereas this one was more humanoid, which is closer to the original tradition. Um propagated by some native american tribes that have wendigos my tribe didn't have wendigos mm-hmm. in their their mythology but other tribes did yeah um now yeah wendigos yeah. are not what they did though like uh, correct me if i'm it, wrong it, 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 um from what i've understand and wonder of what i've understood and this may be wrong but uh, from what i've been you know told is that the wendigo is like was previously a human but um indulged in cannibalism and then became yes. uh, like an evil spirit sort of entity kind of thing where they just transform yes. and they they actively hunt for human flesh yes yeah, so they become Basically, because of becoming a cannibal, they can only be satiated by human flesh then. Yes! Um, Got it! I think is how the original um, tale goes. Mm-hmm. D&D takes it further. Mm-hmm. Um, so D&D has appropriated it uh, and made it into its own thing, which is the more animalistic side of it, which I enjoy as well. But it is a little further from the source material. Yeah. But the problem is, I, the problem I had with the Supernatural episode is this thing was basically hanging up humans as, like, storage. Oh, that's... Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up uh, this thing and eat it later. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's not how a Wendigo works, people. Wendigos are unsatiable hunger. They constantly and always eat. They're not... There's not a thing... There's not... Let me take that back. There is a thinking behind it. But they are thinking predators that eat on the spot and always. They are they are so hungry because they can't be satiated, right? That's the thing is they're constantly hungry. Yeah. Their, their hunger never stops. There's no saving it for later. Like, this is this, there's a reason why it's a supernatural being. This thing can't exist, right? But what right. it is, it's a it's a spirit of it's the primal spirit of hunger and and that kind of stuff. Um yeah, I, I that's why I had so much of a problem is they were hanging up and it was a, it was a, it was a shortcut to have one of the main characters get captured and still survive kind of thing. Um, it was a, it was a plot device really. Right. And I was like, ugh, yeah, ugh. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's the only episode I ever watched and I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we got two more to go. I'm excited. So this is the necromancer. Uh, Though most modern necromancers hail from the Order of Death's Vigil and the training of the mysterious, oh my gosh, what is this, Uruk, not all choose the secluded life. While the profession naturally inspires fear and revulsion, necromancers of Cairn seek balance through research and mastery over the ultimate fate that awaits mortals, death. Necromancers make heavy use of conjuring forth skeletal minions and sapping the very vitality from their unwary foes, though... 
entering the fray themselves with martial weapons is not unheard of. And we got one more, and this is one of the, this is the only one that is introduced in an expansion. Right. Um, all the other ones are in the base game. I'm pretty sure, but I have all the expansions because duh, right? I mean, it's me. Um, whether they, uh, and this is the Oath Keeper, whether they hail from the temper of Temple of Men here or offer their souls to the witch gods, all Oath Keepers have two things in common, unflinching loyalty and zealous fury. These are basically paladins. Right. Uh, Oath Keepers are guardians of the sacred tombs, keepers of the faithful, and ardent forces of celestial will. They do not merely hide behind a shield of their divine powers. The Oath Keepers, the shields or the weapons upon which they shall spill the blood of unworthy and exact their righteous wrath. Mm. Oath Keepers are badass. Okay, yeah. And they use they have they have attacks that is like actively using the shield. So yeah. Here's the funny thing: Titan Quest has a lot of these quests uh, masteries in a different form. So instead of soldiers, they have the warfare mastery. But here's the thing: the warfare mastery is closer to a knight blade because they dual wield warfare dual wields, whereas. The soldier doesn't. Then they have the defender, which is more like the oath keeper. They actively use their shields in combat, stun enemies, and that kind of stuff. Um, and a funny one: the necromancer isn't isn't in the Titan Quest. Which again, the people who made Titan Quest left um, THQ right to build this game. Uh, something Box Entertainment. Um, so this is the same people. It's why it has the same kind of ideas. Um, so the necromancer is actually the sp- what is it called? The spirit domain or something. Mm-hmm. It's basically a necromancy, but they just called it like dealing with spirits and the other one. But yeah, that is, that is the masteries of this game. And, um, there's one more thing about this more, right? One more layer to this. Okay? okay. There are two, there are no, let me, let me say, there's two more things I want to talk about with this game with you to sell you on it. Even though you sound like you're good, but, um, the first thing is there's a second progression system called devotion. So you'll find these shrines around the world, right? And you get a devotion point. And in the, in, in the devotion tree, which is basically another kind of skill tree. Yeah. It is a constellation of stars. Okay. That's awesome. So you finish constellations to get, um, bonuses and like special like oh you get extra stats and this da, 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 da. also by the way a lot of ARPGs make the mistake of making health a bonusable stat or because uh, you just dump all your points into health like Diablo 2 yeah that's something that you can't do that in this one. Oh, so you have to play with what you have you, yeah so you only put points into your strength dex or intelligence equivalence so it's like um, what do they call it something cunning and uh, they don't call it intelligence either but basically okay. they're that's what they are strength intelligence and so basically you're only doing that to hit the, the I basically they're fixing Diablo 2 system it's like okay only put enough you need to in strength only put enough you need to in dex to use what you need and then everything else in vitality now you can put whatever you want into the stuff that you need to actually create a build so there's that but anyways the constellations give you stats and that kind of stuff but there are five different kinds of devotions to constellations they're basically they're different colors they have different names but there's white blue red uh pink and green 
And the, the more, like, certain constellations require a certain amount of devotion to a certain color. So, like, if this requires, like, one blue. So, like, the first one you pick is always just one of one of the colors. But you right. can branch out and get all these different... Because uh, some of them, uh, when you complete them, have dual bonuses. So, when when you complete this comp- uh, constellation, you get two blue and three red. Or... You know, one white and three blue, oh. or you know, sometimes just one. So you can just get this map. It's just an entire weird second skill tree. And here's the cool thing about these things, right? They give you some straight up weird bonuses too. Like some of them, it's like you get vitality damage, which is a type of, you know, attack and defense is vitality. You're attacking someone's life force. Oh, okay. Or you get vitality resistance in this tree, and then. Some of them are like, hey, you bind this ability to your attack and it levels up depending on what skill. So you have to marry it to a skill. Oh. And it does an effect. Whenever you cast this skill, this also happens. Oh, that's awesome. So like awesome. one of the ones I used is like, um, I used it on like a, just like a basic melee like attacks. And that's another thing this series does as well is some classes uh, a good portion of the classes have a skill that is meant to replace your left click so your normal basic attack and they are counted for all intents and purposes as your base attack so like when something says increases base attacks it will count towards that if you're using the skill no way um, so you can assign some of these to your basic attack so every once in a while my basic attack would set things on fire in a big radius or something like that like it gets there's a crazy amount of complexity and um there's so like this was just the game as it was you go through the acts uh they're little it's a little linear which is fine um it, it's not like diablo where the maps change at all they don't the loot changes but the maps don't so once you know the maps you know them um, right which is fine you're more mostly there to kill stuff i don't think diablo since diablo one really sold the randomized dungeons as much as because for speedrunners, they don't like that, right? They, they figure out all the ways to manipulate the or figure out the formula. Like, uh, if this happens, then go here. If this happens, then go here. Right. Anyways, so you go you go play this, this, this game. And they actually have still been updating this game. So it's early sometime this year. They added a new thing, which I interacted a little, little bit with. Um, but I hadn't until playing through again. Is they added a new type of shrine or whatever. So you're familiar with shrines. You click on it, you get a bonus, right? Right. That's been a thing in a lot of ARPGs. Um, I mean, you've seen it in um, um, Kingdoms of Amalur when I've been streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you click on it, you get a bonus for whatever time. Right. They've got these new things called monster shrines. They're like, here is a shrine, and when you click it, it's going to throw out three packs of monsters. So like an insane amount of monsters, right? And you have to fight them. And champion monsters are super tough in this game. Oh. Um, they have, like, stars around their names and everything. You'll get, like, three champion monsters and a bunch of minions. Right. And that kind of stuff. Which all drop their own just piles of loot anyways, right? Once you kill all the monsters from the shrine, it drops another pile of loot. And, like, so, like, they just up the loot on this game entirely with these shrines. So it's like, oh, there's a shrine on the map. I gotta go get this. Like... It's 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 adding a lot of gameplay and stuff throughout the years, uh, and it's had an expansion recently, as far as last year, called the Forgotten Gods, which I haven't got into because I haven't got that far. 
I even got through the first expansion. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, there's a lot of the content I haven't got through in this game, but I'm kind of excited to now. The only thing is, Morg, this is your kind of game, though. And I will say this because ARPGs, I don't know if you've not been into them for a while, but the numbers, the stats, mm-hmm. the builds, the strats, all that kind of stuff is available to you. And even though I love this genre, I don't get into that. Yeah, I don't oh. get into the what's the best build and that kind of stuff. But you, you probably would because the oh. the active community for Grim Dawn is huge, and it's oh, weird man. because there was a and I talked about this last week. I think there was a mass exodus from another one, Wilson, that was so bugged on launch that people were just like, "Hey, I heard Grim Dawn's good. Let's all go play Grim Dawn." And like a good portion of the people who were excited for Wolfson ended up playing Grim Dawn. So yeah. it's got a very large and active community. I am not very active in that community myself. I mostly play single player. I don't interact with a lot of people in there, but I'm just aware that it's there. So yeah, that is my pitch for Grim Dawn for you, Morg. I wish I could have pitched it to Pan as well. Um, oh. But I've been I've been bugging her with this game for a while now. Um <laughs> Um, but also, you know, listeners, if you're into ARPGs like I am, this is a really, really good one. Like, I I don't, it, it's a, it's for me, it's a good, it's a good distraction while I'm waiting on trying to get my PS5, which to me at the earliest is possible Monday. And even then I'm probably going to be waiting till Black Friday for availability. So, right. It looks like it is a Windows game. I- I will find a way to be able to get this onto one of my uh, onto one of my machines because uh, unfortunately I do not have very good internet connection on my tower and it is a piece of junk. But I think I will find a way oh, to be yeah. able to play this. I will find a way because I want to. This actually looks like a fantastic game. Like I see it on Steam and yeah, like <laughs> I will say. To its credit, it is also available on Good Old Games, and that's where I am. Mm, yeah. Oh, if only there was a way I could like maybe like burn a physical copy of this. And oh man, I I gotta find a way. I have to find a way to play this game because it looks amazing. I want it. <laughs> there's. Oh my gosh. There's there's something here. Let me. Oh, uh, view in store. There we go. Gog sometimes okay it is just for windows okay so it doesn't have a mac installation on gog yep sometimes they will tell you if it does it goes back to windows 7 though oh well you know what that means it's time for me to get a new laptop i'm definitely going to be getting a windows pc uh, like a pc computer just to just to be able to play some decent games because oh my god mac 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 what do we do with you apple just don't know. Just don't know. Um, I will say there is also PvP support in this game. Also, not an aspect that I interact with. Mm. Yeah, I don't um, know if I would be into it into for PvP. the PvP element of it. I like the PVE element of things more so than PvP. No, that's definitely where I, where I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there we go. And um, did you have more to say tonight, Morg, or? Well, aside from the fact um, that I am actually working towards Gobble right now, or Gobble, as uh-huh. some people might call it, uh, or Gobule, 
That actually sounds gross. Sounds like a gobule of spit. In um, Freedom yeah, Unite? Yeah, in, in uh, 3U. No, sorry, yeah, not Freedom Unite. Not 3 Unite. Unite. Yeah. Um, in 3U. He's a third-gen monster. Silly. Yeah, man. no, it's <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm actually really enjoying um, 3 Ultimate right now because I, I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like it's very, very easy. Um Sure, the 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 attack combos are not as smooth Global? in the older games as they are in the newer ones, but oh, you're talking just three U in general is easy. Yeah, like the monsters don't really deal a lot of damage. They get exhausted very quickly when I'm using the hammer. Um, and where are you in the game? Like, are you in high um, rank yet? I'm still technically in low rank, but um, I mean, like, because I only just started, like, I think last week, so. Okay. Yeah, and I come, have come back yeah, to me I, when you're in G rank and fighting Abyssal Lagaicris. Then, oh, then yeah. we'll see how easy it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Abyssal Lagaicris is gonna be mm, that's gonna be fun to solo. But yeah, as it's sitting right now, and um, Lucent Narga. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah, don't even get me started on a Nargakuga that turns invisible and has poison. Um, ugh, ugh, I don't even want to think about that. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to fight Devil Joe the first time that I fight him using just nothing but meat, because I, I, I just don't want to have to deal with um, old-school Devil Joe without any of the conveniences that I used to have um, in in the later games like uh, Generations and Generations Ultimate, and uh, also in uh, World. Um, I do yeah. remember Devil Joe being strangely easy in for you but that was probably because i was playing a lot of online and there was always at least one insect glaive user and a great sword user and i was typically a gun lance user so yeah he, for some strange reason he is exploitable he devil joe and rajong the two like big hitters that a lot of people are afraid of back in the in that generation yeah um fourth specifically um they're extremely exploitable once you learn their attack patterns because yeah. they leave themselves wide open and a lot more so than other monsters. But because their other attack patterns are so frantic, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it scares a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, especially when he comes, especially when Devil Joe comes at you, like with that pendulum swing with his head just going back and forth and he's running at you. Uh, I panicked the first time I saw that. I was looking at this thing like, Godzilla is just going to absolutely crush me. And his pins were absolutely devastating in 3U the first time I fought him. I was like, yeah, I was terrified of him. Dung. But dung bombs. Yeah. yeah. Rajang, like, he's always been scary. Like, I remember the first time that I fought him in Freedom Unite, and I was thinking, oh, it's just a blank gonga with horns. Like, is he really? Nah, he's not that hard. Some nope, of it. I was totally wrong about that. And ever since I first fought him, I I was so confused by how much damage he was doing to me. And then all of a sudden, that's when I started to feel that guttural sense of fear of him. And then I I started having to get really decent at the game and fight Rajangs with long swords. Like double double Rajang in the snow was, oh my god. But I mean, like, <laughs> for you, it's not that bad. Like, the first time that I played it, I think I got, like, 800 hours into that game, and I completed all the hub quests, including all the advanced quests for, I 
think as far as... I think into G-Rank. I think G-Rank had advanced quests. Like, for example, having to fight a Camellios uh, or a Furious Rajay. I don't remember... Outside of Monster Hunter 1, mm -hmm. right? I don't... And I think Freedom Unite. Yeah. I have never completed every online quest in a game outside of World and Iceborne as well. World and Iceborne, I've completed everything. Yeah. Um, I know that I completed all the village, village quests. I have always completed every village quest, including advanced. And um, that was not true with Generations Ultimate up until, you know, earlier this year when I did it, when I went back to it, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that... Oh, man, there's just so many quests. So, like, sometimes, like, even though I love For You and I played a lot of it, I think For You... Um, and Generations Ultimate, honestly, mm -hmm. uh, are the two that I fell off the hardest on the online stuff because I had to play it so much by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, the hub quests were balanced for way more players. I think they were actually balanced for, what was it, three? Maybe four? Four? I don't know. I felt It felt like it was... Typically four. Yeah. Typically four, but I, I don't I don't know the numbers, so I won't comment on that. Yeah, all know, I know is that yeah, doing online hunts validity. solo was, is just it's a recipe for disaster if you don't know what you're doing. I did it, I did it in three U mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, I I did it once with both Lucent uh, successfully. I'll say one, there was many attempts, but once successfully with um, Lucent and. Um, once successfully with um, um, Abyssal. Oh my god, you champion. Oh, yeah. I think, isn't Abyssal Legiacris that, like, never leaves the water? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's where Seatus is. Oh, shit. I am in for a world of hurt, because I hate fighting Legiacris underwater. He's easier on land. He doesn't act like a normal Legiacris, though. Not not entirely. Oh, I can imagine how he fights. I can I can really imagine. Um, uh, it hurts. I don't think I've ever really like. I've, I don't think I've ever. <laughs> He's got a hip check. Of course he does. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I do remember fighting Alatreon in three U, and it was I think because it was me helping out a friend with their Alatreon, I don't think I unlocked him. I didn't actually get as far into three U as I would have liked, and that's why I restarted and then decided to just start from scratch and then work my way back up. Um Yeah, and that fight was just Ugh. It was awful. I couldn't get him out of the air. It was it was terrible, and he was just killing us left, right, and center. And it was probably because I was underprepared with all the wrong equipment and didn't yeah. know the fight. So yeah, got my ass absolutely handed to me. So yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to finally actually getting relatively far in three U. Hopefully to beat the game uh, on my own. That's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really excited for this. Until Rise yep. comes out, anyways. And then I'll probably ditch it, like my Fire Red Run, which I actually still probably should get back to, because, yeah, that was... It was a pretty good run. I wonder how King Nut is doing. My Nitto King. <laughs> He's a great I, boy. Uh, I am, uh... I don't know. I, I don't think I will ever go back to... Um, 3... 3U... For you, or base generations again. 
it's it's something about um it being on the Wii or the Wii U, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think I'll ever go back to any of the older games again. Right. Um outside of the Switch title of Generations Ultimate. Yeah. Um because and the biggest reason for the some of the later ones is the 3DS. Mm-hmm. I actively do not like my 3DS. It's like my PlayStation 4. <laughs> there are so many games I avoided to play, even though I might have been interested. Um, and I had zero interest in, right? I had zero interest in playing Uncharted 4 because of that. I don't like my PS4. I don't like the load times. Mm-hmm. I don't like sitting there all the time. And with the PS5, that stuff is fixed. Not that I need immediate gratification on everything, but like, it just wasn't. I was. I wasn't interested in it. Like, right. um, and because of uh, it was all Just Cause Three that killed it for me. And, and conversely, mm-hmm. with the 3DS, it's just a chore to play. Like, it's it the 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 way to hold a 3DS. It was a chore to play on the the PSP. Right? Yeah. Oh boy. That's why Monster Hunter returning to console. In the Wii era was a big thing for me, right? So Monster Hunter on the Wii and the Wii U were a big thing. But then again, I don't really feel like playing on the Wii and the Wii U either. I mean, there's a a lot of baggage to getting the Wii U up and running right now. Um, As in far as, like, finding my gamepad. I mean, I'm sure I could find it. I'm looking at the container. It's 99% sure it's all in. But, you know, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to hook all that up. And I don't... And I would would play it on Wii U for sure. I wouldn't play it on 3DS because screw 3DS. <laughs> um, and then I wouldn't want to play Try because Three Ultimate is Try plus more. So yeah. it's just I I admire you for going back and playing some 3DS titles for sure. But like, ugh. yeah. Ugh. And I I really need to get some of my PlayStation portable titles like. There were some really good games on that little handheld console that were just... I don't disagree. Oh. I only cared about two. And I literally only played two things on my PSP. And it was the Monster Hunter titles, the, the various ones that I had, and uh, I played a remake of Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think there was... All I played on my PSP. Oh, let me see. I think there were three games on the PlayStation Portable that I actually enjoyed very much. <laughs> that I actually played the absolute crap out of. And they were Freedom Unite, Hexus Force, mm-hmm. which was essentially a Final Fantasy VII kind of ripoff, sort of, where you had okay. two different, like, you know, two different worlds, whatever, that functioned around similar styles of magic. and But it was, it, they, were off, they were like two yeah. faces of the same coin. And then and you played yeah. each of them back to back until they, like, met at the middle because of some weird global catastrophe or whatever it was that was threatening both their worlds. And then there was Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Tag Team. That game was so damn fun. Oh my god. If I could get my hands on a PS Vita and if I could get copies of those games again, I think I still have a copy of Hexus Force, but I can't for the life of me find my Freedom Unite copy or Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Tag Team. If I could get those... I'll be a happy man. I'll be very, very happy. Now, are you sure you want to play Freedom Unite again? Now, I know Ace has been doing it, mm. but are you sure you want to do that? Oh, yeah. If I was able to sink 8,000 hours because... into it into the past, I'm willing to sink another 8,000 into it again. Because mm, 
I miss it. I I really it's do. Got, it's got the worst <laughs> monster though. Oh, I mean, like I I I will get severely punished for playing that game completely underprepared, uh, given how clunky it is, how bad the hitboxes were, and how how brutal some of the hits were from the monsters. Like how much damage you took. I'm still willing to go back to it just to be able to play against some of the monsters that were in that game that never made a return um, to the series. I mean, um, I don't, I, I can't get my hands King on a Shaka. game where I can play against Hypnocatrice. It's it just this is true. or Yamatsukami or Shingao Ren. I miss those monsters very much, but I'm never going to ah, see them again. Ruin, I'm pretty sure Shingaruen was in. Um... Freedom 2. I don't think he it might was have been in Freedom 2. Because I believe that there was yeah. a high rank equivalent to him, and so. Yeah. But I mean, like. No, yeah. Yamazaki, he was definitely Freedom Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean. King Shaka. Oh, yes. King Shakalaka. And Vespoid Queen. Vespoid Queen, yeah, mm. those two being the most obscure boss fights ever, one of which being terrible, one of which being weird. Yeah, yeah, Vespoid Queen was very, very weird. The fact that she would actually kill you by putting corrosive acid attacks on you, paralyzing you, and sending swarms of Vespoids to you, and, and of course they would be dealing twice as much damage as they a normally would. pheromone on you. Oh. Yeah, she, she was... puts a pheromone on you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the pheromones. Well, yeah, when she put the pheromones on you, the the Vespoids would actually be more more inclined to attack you. Oh man. Yeah. She. Oh, she was. She was a special fight. And I'm kind of saddened by the fact that we're never going to see her again. Although I would, I would very much appreciate. Never say Capcom. never, except for King Shaka. I would. I would. You know what? King Shaka was. Yeah. I think it was the Gajalaka no. King, right? That no. came, that was like an ode to the Shakalaka King. Yes, I think in the Witcher quest. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. If if only if only they made it like an official monster that you had to fight in later games. No. Oh. I, 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 I'm sorry, but I mean, the I just, monster, Mark, I just, the want... one monster in the entire series, the one I hate, the one <laughs> out of like hundreds of monsters. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm sorry. I just, I just like those difficult hunts. They were total BS. Um, it's not the fact that he's difficult. It's the fact that he's broken. Yeah, he is very, very he's broken. Just, he breaks the rules of Monster yep. Hunter. Yep, he'll deal huge amounts of damage to you and he'll never flinch you. So <laughs> you could be running from him and he'll be right behind you just chopping out your legs from underneath you. Oh, man. And it didn't It didn't mean he was hard. Like, I don't think I ever entirely failed a quest against him. I think I still always killed him. I, yeah. It was just frustrating. It was just like, <laughs> I don't feel victorious i feel like this guy was just an asshole <laughs> that i had to kill and i'm just done it's like not even worth it at that point like uh, he has every troll's dream anyways. that's what he is like king yeah the shakalaka king was is like the, the spirit totem to every troll like i miss him i miss him a lot and i i i i, I would like to go back and just, be able to fight him in genuine the way that he was back then. 
Uh, I, I just don't know what it is about it. I, you know I, what I would love more? I, I, I just I just love the nostalgia for for the punishment that I get out of these games. Uh, I want I want a fr- I want a freedom or a Monster Hunter Frontier mm-hmm. uh, remake on 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 PS Five. That's 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 our Gen Six. Yes, yes, that's that would be actually quite nice. Front Frontier Three. Yep, Frontier would be really really awesome to have on PS Five. If if they would actually make that a thing, if they opened up some servers for that and we were able to play that. I would definitely be down for that. That would be actually a really, really awesome game to play. Because there's so many monsters I have no context for. And a lot of people know about them, like Papyrus and, you know, Espinos and, you know, all, all those Freedom Unite monsters that people love. And I'm just like, I just, I want, yeah, I, wa- I want a taste of that and not have to clone a freaking IP yeah. or make a social security number in a different country. Like, I just, can I, can I just not? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I just want to play it, and I want to be able to fight a blue electric Tigrex. I want to be able to fight a scorpion that has like claws and a stinger that have like crystals coming out of them, and I want to be able to fight like this weird spider crab thing, whatever it is that also happens to look like a boulder. I want to fight the giant turtle and the turtle. I yes, fight the giant like turtle. the giant sand blastoise. That would be lots of fun. The big red yeah. rusty one. Yeah, if only. I would very much like to be able well, to Well, Morg, I think we gotta. I think we gotta end it before. Before we get before lost. I start, yeah. <laughs> before. Before. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. A little bit of ra- rambling and ranting tonight. Um. But, uh, anyways, you can catch me at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter. Um. You can also see me on uh, Twitch on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Fortuan, where I'm still playing Kingdoms of Amalur. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to the Hippogriff. It's coming. I have made progress on it for my ecology. Um, probably this week. My goal is to hit 70, article number 70, finish this, this calendar year. So, we shall see. We shall see indeed. Uh, and it's already good part way through november so (laughs) (laughs) that means i got four to write including hippogriff oh my anyways um so yeah i'll see you guys on the next quest and on that next quest where will you be morg well i'm probably going to be uh taking a break from um Iceborne for a little while um there's a couple of games that i really need to get back into and i've been telling Everybody on the podcast for the longest time beating the same drum over and over and over again that I really need to get back to a lot of the old games that I do have. I'm going to be doing more um, 3U. I'm going to try and get to high rank if possible by the end of the coming week. Um, I'm probably going to be playing more Trials of Mana, although I'm probably going to have to start a new file and then re-record because my OBS settings were completely screwed up and the game's audio, uh, completely overwhelmed my voice, um, and I thought I had the settings right, and then I, you hear, like, the game just blaring, and then there's my voice, and I'm like, oh, great. And I've got like two and a half hours of footage that I need to delete. Oh joy! 
So that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go back and uh, I'm gonna gonna probably uh, pick the same party as I did before. My main's probably gonna be uh, Duran for the fighter, Charlotte for the healing cleric, and uh, Reese for uh, uh, being a druid that can uh, summon little minions and heal on top of that. So it's gonna be a really really yeah. fun run. Cool. Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening to our uh, our ramblings tonight. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to continue movie night next week. If not, we'll we'll find something else to complain about, right? Absolutely. There's always something that we've gotten to look forward to as far as content. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what we'll do next week. I like the content. Oh, but you know what? If we don't have anything, I'm going to start ranting about freaking uh, No More Heroes. Nah. <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, all right. Later, folks. See ya. <laughs>